Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Podcasting has more than one royal family. That's right, I'm making it a thing just to the Illinois Troy, who's walked out just like people will be talking to, talking about even. Um, he's actually walked out of the podcast this week, um, right before we start recording. He's very unprofessional, um, but I'm joined by Aaron instead, who is the, the model of professionalism. How are you, Aaron? Ah, I'm excited to be here. It's a dream come true. Oh, oh. Double joke there. Did you like that? Ah, I loved it. I loved Good. it. Oh, um, it's, uh, I'm here to be serious for once, rather than well, my shit I, show of NXT. <laughs> Any, anyone who's listening on Jacks, do go listen to Aaron's NXT 2.0 um, review. Probably it's, takes Bedables before. And, um, yeah, it's a lot different to the other, this news podcast that we do and the W review. <laughs> it's very well, different. Did. A lot different to a lot of the other content we put out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, should we just get straight into it? Um, so, the big news thing that happened this week: Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of Raw on Monday night. Um, Fightful Select have covered this in depth, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of regurgitate what they've said. So, uh, first off, from Monday, uh, Fightful Set went heavily into detail, saying tonight's Raw main event changed after Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of the show. We're told those that we've heard. We're told those that we've heard from tonight at tonight's Raw um, said that WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks wasn't satisfied with creative gasp associated with their plans for the evening. As Fightful Select reported, Sasha was to be involved in a six-pack challenge with Naomi, Asuka, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash, um, and Becky Lynch as well. During the Raw broadcast, it was announced that that was changed to Asuka versus Becky Lynch, and said that Sasha Banks and Naomi left the building. Fightful were told that Sasha Banks had a meeting with Vince McMahon, voicing this voicing a displeasure about the situation and wouldn't budge on her stance. Vince was also said to be unwilling to budge on his again gasp. Um, it's worth noting that as of the time um, that the Raw rundowns went out, uh, there was no assigned producer or referee for the main event match. It was also yeah, <laughs> it was also highlighted in red, indicating a change could be happening. We're told uh, that they were hastily produced segments to set up the change, but they were also reflected in the rundowns that were handed out before the show. By the time it was announced on WWE TV, where they made way outside the company, several people backstage at the show confirmed to Fightful that the duo left. Um, They said they'll continue to update the article with information as they get it. And an update said that uh, Naomi was actually scheduled to win said match. Right. Uh, Right, like, all this fucking shit about hastily changing stuff. Fruit, that's out the picture. That happens every single week. I was going to say... Like, Dinner fucking the, use that. Like, they were acting like Sasha and Naomi fucked them over. Like, exactly. Vince probably, Vince probably changed that finish about eight times, and that's why Sasha was pissed off in the first place. That's, that's genuinely <laughs> it. Well, wasn't it that fucking... It was meant to be Naomi pinning Sasha was the first big story that came out about this. Well, um, they, that actually... Is, 
been clarified that that wasn't the case, which we'll get to in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But anyways, to... sorry, I, I'm I'm not even looking at these notes as we go here. I'm just sort of giving you my input on this. Right? That's all right. You, you want you want me to give you a single line for how I feel about this? Do, do you want to do you want to talk about WWE statements that they put out? Right, right. I'll I'll say my one line on how I feel about all this. After, after we get it on the way. WWE issued a statement on social media during Raw uh, <laughs> saying when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis office, oh, what a cunt, uh, with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out Therefore, John Laurinaitis is now your women's tag team champs. Heard it, Heard it here first. Uh, vacant, vacant's not got <laughs> a championship run again. Neither the partner, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. Right? Um, they claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champs. Who the fuck is Naomi and Banks? Let's be realistic. Those titles don't mean jack shit. Uh, sorry, I keep interrupting these fucking... Okay, mate. You. I, you may as well just get my how I feel about it as we go along here. <laughs> and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents. Uh, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. Uh, What's, what's that term they like to use? Um, Independent contractors. Yep, there you go. Shut your face, Vince. Uh, we, we regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. They also had Corey Graves label them as unprofessional on commentary, which is why they thought to have come straight from Vince. Of course it's coming straight from Vince. It's, he's in his fucking ear odd night. What, what, um, what, what's your view on Corey Graves labeling someone unprofessional? Cody Graves is a fucking wet wipe. Honestly. <laughs> he is a tattooed wet wipe. <laughs> right. Oh, I love how this is going already. I'm so happy to go for it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so WWE taking the Stone Cold and CM Punk root of this and just bury it. Well, actually, you know, Punk, they buried after they'd fired them. Yep, yep. Stone Cold, they buried on the fucking show of, of didn't they? Uh, um, on the Raw, yeah, when they got released, yeah. Yeah. Um, sit Because Punk, for like the first couple of months, they were like, <laughs> nothing's wrong. See <laughs> <laughs> um, WrestleVotes tweeted, uh, this was pretty much directly after Raw, saying, uh, source notes the WWE statement regarding the Sasha Naomi walkout. It's just a baseline of the details. The tension leading up to the walkout was palpable all day. Both superstars were upset at something that had transpired. More details will come out in due time on this. Um, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my one line. Uh, don't work yourself into a shoot, brother, brother, brother. Don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. Jesus <laughs> Do you, want, do you want to tell us what happened then next? Oh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> uh, WrestleVotes tweeted, source note, 
No, he's done that bit. Oh, mate, I'm <laughs> lost. Hold on. Five plus left bit underneath WrestleMania. Ah, that's all the place. Five plus left gave an update on the situation shortly after. Those that we spoke to that worked on the match indicated that the match was to be constructed to not have Naomi interact with Sasha Banks or do drop coming in contact <laughs> with Nikki Ash in the match itself. Okay. Why why would do drop and coming in contact with Nikki Ash be an issue? Are they tag tag team? They ceased being a tag team because they're both Scottish. <sighs> Scottish. Of course they fucking are. Honestly. They're both girls from Scotland. Never change main roster, honestly. <laughs> uh, the working plan with the match was for Naomi to pin Nikki Ash. Not Naomi pinning Sasha Banks, as speculated. Uh, there, there goes my fucking saying at the window. There's your uh, theory. Oh. There's my theory. Those close to the situation said that Naomi and Sasha Banks didn't claim that they didn't want to work with Becky or Asuka, though that was implied in WWE's statement, and those were the two women referenced. Instead, we're told Sasha Banks and Naomi were angling to work with Nikki Ash and Dewdrop at the pay-per-view. I mean, quite fucking right if they're the only two teams on the fucking show. Would you not want to fight an actual team? Don't, don't, wouldn't you want to see them? You're saying that, I'm saying that like that. You literally just said they were thrown together because they're Scottish like a couple of weeks back. What wouldn't, wouldn't you want to see them face the team of Natalia and Shayna Baszler? <laughs> Natalia's it. No, she's not in NXT. I don't think you see her again. It's fine. She, she'll be back. Oh, no, I hope no. She's at the way. Uh, <laughs> right. The talent themselves hadn't heard that Sasha and Naomi considered <laughs> anyone unsafe until the statement was released. WWE talent also got in the statement uh, in their internal talent relations app. Oh, they've got an app. Savvy. Yeah. Can, can we have our own app? Like just we've we've got like yeah, a we've group got we've got that's... many, don't we? <laughs> we, we? We've got a group chat on the Discord server. I think that's about as fancy as we're getting, pal. Uh, right. What fish is this app saying? Uh, I've lost where I am. Fuck me, unprofessional here. It's disgusting. Uh, in regards to the pitch, the Nikki and Dewdrop versus Banks and Naomi pay per view match was turned down. And there was a pitch to have them instead interfering in the Naomi versus Bianca Belair match on pay-per-view, which was also turned down. We're told that Banks and Naomi's issues largely were concerns about the direction of their tag team and the division as a whole. What That's... fucking division? What division is she talking about? Hey, do you know those belts they've got? Ah, uh, there isn't a division there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll just throw some teams together. We'll have like... Um... Shotty and Liv Morgan or something like that. <clears throat> Fuck me. The thing is, right, NXT have women's tag titles, don't they? Yeah, they do. They get more fucking... They feel bigger than these main roster titles. Remember when they said they were going to defend the main roster ones on NXT? Nah, nah, just give NXT the wrong because it's developmental. And then, yeah, nice. Vince didn't want any main roster people losing to NXT. Yeah, exactly. Oh... <coughs> uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it is in a very sorry state, isn't it? It's almost like they just made the belts because Sasha Banks was like pestering them. Sasha and Bailey cried a bit of them four years ago. Oh, we need to get a women's tag division, even though there's actually about twenty women on the roster. Well, at at the time, they had the much more much more depth in the women's division, and then released half of them. 
they've just sacked off of them, yeah. Yes, um, yeah. So, yeah, moving on. Uh, more details broke on Fightful Select on Tuesday evening, <clears throat> saying, contrary to other pu- reports, it was re- reiterated to us by numerous sources close to the situation that while Naomi was scheduled to win, she was not to pin Sasha Banks as the match was pitched to the talent involved. Um, in fact, according to those close to the match, it was being planned so Naomi and Banks were not supposed to attack each other during the, f- the laid-out match, which was the same for another tag team in the match, you dropping Nicky Ash. Uh, Naomi was set to win on Raw, then lose to Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. Based on WWE's statement, it appeared that Naomi and Sasha Banks felt uncomfortable or unsafe working with two of the four women, which hadn't made it back to the talent themselves. Oh, we've, we've already said this. Um, to the contrary, they were told that the issue was about creatives around the tag team titles and those being de-emphasized in the following weeks with no laid out follow-up after Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks and Naomi have been vocal about de- developing more stories within the, ta- the tag team division. Interestingly enough, we're told that heading out of the weekend, a singles match was actually originally scheduled before it was changed to a six-pack challenge. There were several segments planned for the night show to set it up. When Sasha Banks and Naomi left, Vince was made aware of Gorilla that happened, and a segment was set up for Becky Lynch and Adam Pearce to turn their match into a singles. The six-way was scheduled to go three segments, the longest of anything on Raw. Um, we're told that Vince decided to reference the incident and was feeding lines throughout the night. Gasp. Um, where are we? Though we can't be sure um, which lines directly came from him. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we definitely one can. Corey, like, they're perfect, unprofessional. Unprofessional um, or... I can't even remember what else... I'm saying I can't remember. I did not watch Raw. No, I didn't. I, I, I don't I don't watch the clips. I, I see Cody shows up with a countdown now. Cody countdown, mate. It's like Cody big, countdown. Kids fucking love the Cody countdown. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ryan loves it when he's uh, playing Monopoly. You got it on in the background. Got it on in the background. Aye, likes the Cody countdown because yeah. it means you can stop paying attention to Monopoly and then look at the... Yeah. Yeah. If he listens to this, he's going to fucking kill me for that. Uh, <laughs> he won't listen to this. Yeah. Um, too busy watching Raw. Um, there wasn't any heat, any heat um, we heard on anyone delivering the lines as it was widely considered they were just doing their job uh, type of thing from those they spoke to. Um, Pete Williams and Kenny Dykstra ended up being the producers for Becky Lynch and Asuka, uh, though we can't confirm if it was scheduled for the six-pack challenge. Um, he's trying to end up as a producer. That's been a while. He's gosh. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he's good as a producer, according to me. what people have said. Yeah, <laughs> I love that's your take away from that. <laughs> I feel like um, we've spoke about back to Naomi for ages, so it's, we've changed it to Kenny Dykstra now. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was actually no producer list in, listed internally for the six-way heading into the show, though Molly Holly was listed in other reports as relaying information between the two sides. She was tasked with actually producing the Alexa Bliss versus Sonya Deville match. Um, to establish this, there is zero confirmation that any of these producers specifically had conflict with Naomi or Sasha Banks, despite rumors online. There are many producers backstage in WWE. The situa- situation was so hastily changing that there was no producer or referee internally listed on many of the revised run sheets. Um, and then Fightful said, we've not been able to confirm, but Sasha Banks was set to face Ronda Rousey, but we'll work on gaining more information on that. 
to clarify, this isn't a work. It's not part of the WWE storyline. They haven't got the galaxy brain to pull something like this off. Um, those that Fightful spoke to backstage do not expect Sasha Banks and Naomi to be released, but nothing is a certainty. <coughs> but anyway, you release them because. Well, the thing you know, is, right? This is the issue now. Like, do you remember Vince laughed at WCW because everyone was in charge of their own character? Yeah. Right. So this is what this is. There's no in between with Vince. He's went, I'm fully in charge all the time. Mm. I'm in charge. No one else. Now, the thing is, Sasha Banks is a lot bigger than what he thinks she is. Sasha Banks yeah. can go and do movies and fuck off like Austin yeah. did, like The Rock did. Easy. Well, she's already, she already has, hasn't she? Well, she, when, once that contract's out, she can just fuck off. She doesn't have to. Vince forgets that people grow bigger than him, than the WWE. Even though he tries to stop it constantly. But there are some people that do eventually get bigger. Yeah. Even though he tries to put them down. But... Tell us how you really feel. Aaron. Ah, fuck Vince McMahon, honestly. I'll drink to that. <laughs> oh. See, you wouldn't get this fucking comeback here by professionalists. You just hear me speaking the truth, chatting shit. Yeah. You, you, you got a lot of you got a lot of Troy trying to play devil's advocate while I'm doing ah, what nah. you're doing. No devil's advocate here. Vince is the devil. Fuck the devil. Vince is the devil. Austin um, shook hands with Satan himself <laughs> at Mania. Um, see, it's been said before, so fuck him. Yeah, nah, there you go. Do you want to uh, tell us what people backstage thought of it? Aye. No, really. <laughs> right. Fightful Select gathered some reactions backstage within WWE too. There are numerous staff and talent that we've heard from about the situation ranging across the board. Uh, one talent indicated that they often see criticism of WWE's handling of champions, the tag team division, the number of women's tag teams, and the booking of women in general but see even more criticism when talent stand up against it. Like, of course, of course they're going to be against it. Have you seen the main roster? It, it's funny, isn't it, that like... <clears throat> these pro- see- these problems haven't just sprung up, Jay. They, 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 they've been here for years now. Where oh, were those tag team divisions made? Fucking Elimination Chamber, what year? 2018. They felt relevant until WrestleMania after that fatal four-way. Then they were just... Whoa, whoa. The Iconics won that match. I said after Mania. All right. That's right. I'll let you off. Aye. Right. So it's not a new thing. None of these issues are a new thing. Well, did you see the thing that I put on Discord before about uh, Mahadi said about Bright? Well, like, so. Him and Vince, he said him and Vince had like this weird relationship where if Vince would be like almost like a father figure to him, if like Bray would fall in line with like what Vince sees for the character. But as soon as Bray would say, nah, I don't see that for me character, he just he just pull him off TV and not talk to him for months. He's a f- oh, I hate Which him. is why like Bray Wyatt had so many stop start like moments in WWE. Uh, I feel like I'm going cross eyed now. <laughs> Fuck me. 
Right. However, one consensus among those we've talked to is that leaving during a show you were scheduled for before that segment is something that is likely to lead you to getting buried throughout the show. One long-time WWE talent was quick to point out that not even Steve Austin's walkout was done in that fashion, as he was gone well before the show in question. Another female talent indicated that they didn't see anything particularly egregious worth leaving the show over, but understands the creative frustration. <sighs> Dare what you're selling that shit. Uh, contrary to other reports, we've spoken to numerous talent in and out of WWE that have been supportive of Naomi and Sasha Banks' stance and the duo in general. However, the much larger population lies in the not being happy with creative is fine. Walking out is fine. But walking out during the show isn't fine, camp. So you can walk, right, create, you can be not happy in your workplace. You can walk out of your workplace. It's perfectly fine. But if you walk out of your workplace whilst on the job is how they've put that. Yeah. It'll be like you walking out mid-shift, I guess, the way they're looking at it, like. Aye, but then it doesn't matter anyway. You've paid for all your fucking travel. You've paid for all your hotels. You've paid for all your food. Sorry, you get shitty fucking Walmart value fucking trays and canteen, cafeteria. You mean WWE don't pay for their independent contract? Independent contract, exactly. Multi-billion dollar company. No wonder they're fucking making so much money. Saving on that. (laughs) Saving on those pesky expenses. Right. That this is what I'm saying. They they do everything. They're independent contractors. Uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, walking out. And yet they can't fucking just like hand the notice in and leave. It's madness. Yeah, yeah. You're on a four-year contract though, and you can't <clears> just <throat> say that's it. Uh hi, okay. Fuck Vince McMahon. Hi. <sighs> um Right, would you like me to carry on? Yes, please. <laughs> Contrary to other reports, we've spoken to numerous talent in and out of WWE that have been supportive of Naomi and Banks' stance and the duo in general. However, the much larger population lies in the not being... I've already said that, it doesn't matter. There was also a ton of talent from outside WWE that reached out to us of those that didn't watch Raw wondering if it was a work to quickly realise it wasn't. Don't want your selling it, I should, Jay. Always remember that. Never do it. Never do it. One former WWE talent, one former WWE talent said that they didn't even understand the situation, but that it took balls to do what Sasha and Naomi did. A female wrestler in another company was surprised with the pay scale of what is in the WWE right now that the two would deem a creative situation worth worth walking out on. Other reactions that we heard were mixed between someone needed to do something like this to make a stand, and they echoed. Uh, can't walk out during a show you're scheduled for sentiment. I mean, at the end of the day, money doesn't buy your happiness. So my 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 way of looking at the whole, oh, I'm surprised they did that if it was uh, given the pay scale. Well, if you're like, I mean, look look at fucking actors who like leave films who are on like obscene money, like more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime, but they'll go, oh no, I didn't like, I didn't like the script, so I left. Huh? basically the same thing isn't it the thing is most actors and stuff right they have their own say about they have their they character have a, as well they have a green actors guild which is a it's this thing called a union 
Well, there is that too. They, um, they, they didn't have fucking Sylvester Stallone and Mr. T stooging off to the fucking to Vince about the fucking Screen Actors Guild, did they? <laughs> like Hogan did in the 80s. Oh, man. This is why they should unionize, by the way. This is absolutely why they should unionize. Yes. And speaking of which, did you see the video of Brooke Hogan talking about that? Oh, yeah, I did. It's uh, my favorite fucking thing. She I've wants to months. have a union. She's questioning why there isn't a union. She said, Brooke she Hogan, goes, daughter of Hulk Hogan, said goes, that. She goes, well, it just makes you wonder why there isn't a union. And then I did the Google search and uh, it's a little bit awkward to talk about, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy interviewing is going, oh, right. So you think you should unionize, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, brother. <laughs> who, who do you think would be the Hogan in the situation now? Who, who do you think would stooge out if they were trying to unionize now? I reckon Rollins. Rollins and Ro- Becky together. Becky Ro- would be the woman Rollins of it. Proper, Ro- Rollins proper like toes the company line, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Be- Becky's like on the same level now, so. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Right. However, there were a couple of talent that stated that comparisons to an acting role aren't quite the same. Oh, just like we spoke about, as you <laughs> take a role knowing how big your part will be with pro wrestling, it's largely dictated by the quality of booking and said that Sasha Banks and Naomi were well within reason to not be happy about the direction things were going. Again, if you're playing the character, you should, in theory, get a say of what happens with said yeah, character. because if you're, like, becoming that character and you're embodying it and it's your job, you might, like, go, okay, well, I feel like... I feel like this is more the direction I'd go assuming that role. Yeah. You don't go in all guns blazing being a dick about it. Yeah, you like it's say... not like it's not like Tom Holland like goes into fucking like Spider Man like cut like tapings and like or readings or whatever and goes, Oh no, Spider Man wouldn't do that. Like he'd probably do more like this. Because it it's he knows like the character well enough and that but at the same time, like with especially with with um more so with Sasha Banks than Naomi now because Sasha's like pretty much had this gimmick since like NXT. Hey, like, your get your gimmick is just you turned up to eleven, <laughs> as they say, but you don't get a say in said character. God, I'd hate to meet that, Adam. That's God, a bit of a dark and light side of the moon, is it? No, yeah, two complete opposites, but it's the same. It's fine. Yeah, but like the thing is, like, like as you say, with like they'll know the character better than Vince will. Like, Sasha's been doing that character for, like, almost a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's had that character since NXT. Yeah. They've not really changed it much at all. No, she's always been... Uh, she's always been, like, that. She's just yeah. sort of different, like, shades of grey of where she is on, like, the heel-to-face spectrum. Yeah. Um. So, she, you'd, like, for for them to for them to kind of, like, go, oh, yeah, we, we want this, it seem, does seem a bit weird to treat it like that. Oh. I, I I don't know anymore. Yes. Yeah. We will all get through this together. Don't worry. <laughs> In regards to reports of Sasha Banks not being liked backstage, nah, I've never heard that before. Uh, we have no. heard, 
<laughs> we have heard from several talent that things had seemed to have eased up in that regard in recent months. One talent said they were surprised that reports of that nature hadn't emerged prior, with another saying that she'd been far more outgoing since her return. Um, it's almost like she realised she's bigger than WWE now. What, 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 what would have... Nah, never. Um, well. One staff member who said that, while they'd not had positive experiences with banks in the past, they understood why she walked out during the show. They noted that once 8pm rolled around, she wasn't going to be able to speak with Vince McMahon, which knew she wasn't going to work the match. So therefore, there was no need to stick around, which, fair. That, that's, like, yeah. that's like me going into work, right? Now, say I finish about half, half two. That's like me going, oh, I, they go in at one o'clock. Aaron, can you finish this job off? Yeah, sure. Before you go home. I sure. And then I finish it at two o'clock and I just stay for my lunch. I instead of just taking your lunch. Instead of just taking a half an hour, even though I wouldn't get paid if I stayed anyway. Yeah. It must be nice. Uh, uh, that that was a point I was making. There there's not a point in staying if you're not doing getting paid. No. Right? Uh, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I, I want to get a little bit close to home. <laughs> yeah, Jay. I hope you've learned from this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. Absolutely. <laughs> need, to, need, to get, need to go to the boys and unionize. Make sure that fucking Stooge Hogan's not about. <laughs> uh, would you like me to continue this shit show on. of Banks but- and Naomi? Finish that little bit and then I'll do the last bit. One person close to the situation believed that the statement WWE put out during the show was a way to pit those talent against each other. Gladiators! (laughs) (laughs) It does feel that way, doesn't it? (laughs) It's so shite! But also believed that all of those involved would be quick to reach out to one another to clear up any misconceptions. It's worth noting that this is a collection and aggregate of talent and staff we were able to hear back from and in no way reflects the entire locker room or, of, or every talent. We've still not heard directly from Naomi and Banks on the situation. Well, um, again, just to put this into just a normal working man sort of way, that's like... Uh, the boss being a cunt, right? And then, like, to all of us in the yard. And then all of us going, right, we'll all say him, he's being a cunt. And then he just is in the background, say I'm fixing something, he goes and breaks it, and then I blame it on somebody else, and then it starts a squabble. And yeah. then he just starts fighting everyone. Like, it's, it's, it's stupid, it's ridiculous. I mean- he's like, He's like 90-odd-year-old. He's an old man. He's not a child. He's not in a playground. Vince McMahon's, to be fair, it's like his sandbox, basically. He gets to do what he wants. It's, yeah. it's fucking shit. It's ridiculous. I hate it. Get a union. Get a union. Unionize <laughs> the boys. Unionize the boys. For £2.79 a week, you could get be a part of the union. <laughs> I remember when Selena Vega nearly got a union and then she got resigned and paid off to not be in union. <laughs> she had to delete that tweet. That was awkward, wasn't it? Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck me. 
Um, so uh, it turns out that dear old Davy Melter managed to fucking spill the tea on this bad boy and find out why, what it's all boiled down to. Of course he did. Go on then. Uh, so prior to, prior to walking out on Monday Night Raw with Sasha Banks, Naomi was in talks with WWE over a new contract, according to Dave Meltzer. Um, he said, on Monday's show, I mentioned Tr- Trinity's contract. So the deal is, and this was brought up to me as well, a contract, I guess it's expiring, so fucking hell, Meltzer, talk like a normal person. But she was in <laughs> negotiations for a new deal. It's possible that they might go with the idea that she's not leaving no matter what. Her family's here. They don't feel the leverage they might have felt with a Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or someone where if we lowball them, they're going to leave. We have to give the, we have to give them a pretty big offer. In her case, maybe they wouldn't do it, but most of it, people who are getting new deals are getting substantial raises. Um, it, it kind of goes to there's the whole like. Apparently, there's like a massive pay scale between men and women as well, isn't there? There is. There always has been. Mm. It, it, there has been since the fucking the late nineties, no, since it, the it, early eighties. Yeah, but I mean, the, given the like the treatment now versus then, it's it's never well not changed. now. But remember when Stephanie McMahon saved women's wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and they, yeah. you were given Divas chance and all that. You'd think these have kind of, I mean, that being said, like you've got to imagine that, like a Becky Lynch and a Charlotte Flair and Ronda are probably all on like not similar money to like some of the top guys, but certainly like some of the top earners. Yeah, uh, I'm sure like Charlotte and Becky are in uh, the thing is, right? Highest earning WWE wrestler in 2022, right? Uh, Bear in mind, Romans just signed like that fucking monolithic deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the top two are part time. Number four isn't with the company anymore. Um, or oh, Cody. No, 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 no. Uh, and sorry, three of them are part timers. And one of them was NXT champion this year. Dolph. Dolph. Fuck off. That's um, going to be. That's gotta be like you know when they're football manager when you give someone like a five percent like yearly pay rise. <laughs> do, do you reckon when he was like thinking of leaving, they just give him like a twenty percent yearly well, pay? Ziggler's boost started in twenty fourteen when he says he was going to leave. Twenty fifteen, sorry, when he says he was going to leave, he was, was genuinely that- going to leave. But then they were like, "Oh, we'll give you like a million dollar a year contract." Was that? Was that when... Um, That's why he came back in the Rumble at number 30. Was that when he came back at number 30? He was in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, and it was like really disappointing. Yeah, he, he, was, he was actually leaving, but then he got paid mega bucks. So why why would you not? Um, yeah, Brock Lesnar, 15 million. Cena, 13. Reigns, 10 at number three. Braun Strowman, 8.5. This is for the end of 2021, start well, that, of 2022. That was why they released Braun, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins, uh, 7.5, Orton, 7, Drew, 6, Bobby Lashley, 4.5, and The Undertaker at 3. And Dolph at 2.5 at the bottom, no, top 10. As if Dolph's getting like 50K, uh, 500k less than Undertaker, that's insane. Uh, Dolph's been there all year, though. What's Taker done? done? Yeah, exactly. But fucking Taker just like sits on his ass and comes out once every now and again. Oh, he does his shift merch, that's all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's the same with John Cena at 13. All he does is shift match. Yeah. 
That's also true. Well, that, that would probably would have been, because I don't think Cena's under contract properly anymore, is he? So that would have probably been his, his merch and that one appearance that he made. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that, like you, you, you worked like a month of fucking savings, didn't you? Yeah. It's mad. Um, well, you see, there's your top 10. They're all men, and one of them's Dolph Ziggler. So it says all. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, speaking about uh, Banks and Naomi walking out to WWE Raw on the Masked Man, Man Show, former WWE writer Kazim Famuyide, I think that is, uh, reported that the women's tag team champions have been both been in talks over new deals and believe that both of their contracts are set to expire within the next two months. Um, he said, and, and also, like, this is a guy who's probably going to have a little bit more knowledge because he only left WWE in, like, January. Uh, okay. Um, he said, "I did hear that the contracts were were like they were in negotiations for renewals. I don't know how soon it is, but I think that Sasha Naomi's contract is set to expire within the next two months already, right? So, I mean, there's another caveat that um, they were were just like, okay, like what happens if their contracts just run out while they're, while they're doing this? Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's why, like." There's been this disagreement where Vince has probably given them an ab- absolute dog shit offer. They've gone, well, we're champions. We should have more money. And also, like, we're, like, Naomi, I think she's someone who's, like, criminally underused anyway. She should be definitely getting more TV time. Yeah, definitely. Because she's one of the better, like, better women's Actual wrestlers. wrestlers on the Probably show, one of yeah. the better wrestlers in WWE, full uh-huh. stop. Uh, Satya is someone who's amazing at what she does, but hasn't really been used much in that ilk in the last like it's, twelve it's months. Al- it's almost like you see Charlotte and Becky as just the big stars and that sort of it, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, especially thing to say, but especially since like Sasha. Um, well, since Sasha dropped the title to Bianca Mania last year, yeah, she's what she done. Yeah, she buggered off to do something that wasn't sports entertainment, and then came back and just. She came back for a few. Naomi got injured. Yeah. Not Naomi, sorry, uh, Bianca. Um, it's because I've said fucking Naomi's name that much. I know. I keep I'm... just. Uh, yeah, she came back for the feud of Bianca at SummerSlam, placed by Becky because she got hurt. And then she had the match with Bianca again a month later, but it was overshadowed by Becky and Charlotte. Yep. Of course it was. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, As was that style at the time. Yeah. Uh, you um, didn't you? Yeah, and then the final bit on finally... <laughs> On, we, um, we, we've got through it together, everyone. It's fine. The final bit um, on Sasha and Naomi Walker now uh, to break down the week's events. Um, during the May 20th episode of SmackDown, Michael Cole announced that the WWE Tag Team Championship champions had been suspended indefinitely and a future tournament will crown new champions. Um, he, also <laughs> used the, he also used the phrase, they let us all down, which... I mean, have you seen have you seen Pat Ma- Pat McAfee's reaction to that? Oh, uh, I've no, I 
it, right, WWE put the video on YouTube after this, go watch it. Pat McAfee's reaction is fucking gold because he's like, he looks shocked, like genuinely shocked. He's just sat there quiet letting Mike Maggle talk. He looks genuinely shocked by the, that statement and he kind of shakes his head. He us all down. Fuck on live. Fuck off. Uh, oh. And I, I, what, what I like about this as well is because they use that phrase, there's been like a backlash against WWE about it saying no, they didn't. Like, they didn't what let anyone know. Um, so yeah, moving on uh, to the next little bit. Sasha and Naomi have yet to issue a statement on the on the issue. Um, matters continue to escalate, however, as both Banks and Naomi have had all of their merchandise pulled from the WWE shop website, and further action seems to be seems to have been taken as the official WWE Facebook pages for both have been deleted as well. Um, and if you search on the platform, the message reads: "This content isn't available right now." When this happens, it usually uh, it's usually because the owner only shared it with a small group of people. Change to see it or it's been deleted. It uh, was also right. Quick update. I'm doing it right now. Sasha Banks in the shop. Uh, so, sorry, nothing found for Sasha Banks. There yep. you go. It's still a thing. Uh, it was also detected by fans online that Banks and Naomi have been removed from WWE's intro as well. So they've been full on like given like. At this point, they're getting given like the sample treatment of just one person. And although that, you were just a character, you're not a real human. Being. Although that being said, I do recall when Punk walked out, they were still selling his merch. Ah, because in fact, I think I know the way because at WrestleMania 30, they were still selling his merch in the fucking shop. And it was full price. It wasn't even clearance. Ah, just pish, man. Honestly. And I know this because I needed to buy a fucking phone case because mine broke. So I bought a CM Punk one. Ah, And it was the full full retail price of $15. And I still have that phone case because I paid a lot of money for for a phone case. (laughs) (laughs) A silicone phone case. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just like the, the thing is, which baffles me in this whole situation is how can WWE think they're going to come out this looking good? Vinny Mike doesn't give a fuck. I keep telling like, you this. I know, but like, it, it's like whenever anything like this happens and a damn from Sweet Chimwag um, podcast on Discord goes, You're the industry leader, what are you doing? Uh, it's true there's a reason there's a fucking people usually retire at like 65 70 year old there's a reason for it they started getting a bit of Dulali and Heed he was already (laughs) Dulali and Heed years back before he hit 65 yeah he's a fucking walking up there for CT mate um, he had a match this year at Wrestlemania which was three minutes long but when I was watching it live it didn't feel like three minutes <laughs> it felt like a fucking eternity it felt, it felt like a genuine 15 minute match and I was absolutely crying do you know how many beers I had in that in that entire match three yeah. <laughs> one per minute <laughs> yeah genuinely uh, I, I was yeah. just like make it stop I needed to stop um. Yeah, it's it's mad, isn't it? That like 
as we say, they're like an industry leader, multi-billion dollar co- company. But every now and again, those carny roots just start showing. Honestly, it's um, ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> like, oh, but what if they are doing the right thing, Jay? Let's play devil's advocate. What if they, what, what if Vince McMahon's not in the wrong here? I, you know what? I don't think even after all that, Troy would have played devil's advocate. <laughs> I don't think anyone can play devil's advocate no. on this. I'm sorry. If you are, then you're a fun. All right. I mean, the, the, there'll be people on Twitter who are like, oh, well, they should respect the W. Stand up for WWE. <laughs> don't, don't. Please stop. Um, I mean, people shout stand up for fucking the KKK. I know everybody should do it, though. That's where you went. Hey, I could have came out. I would have said I could have came out with a lot worse, but I don't think I could have. I gave you the peak. You set up bar pretty fucking high for bad people. Um, (laughs) Shall we move on to speak of another bad person? Uh, uh, oh look! Oh look! It's got McMahon's a surname, right? <laughs> on Thursday, Stephanie McMahon revealed she will be taking a leave of absence on Twitter. She says uh, on the tweet, "As of tomorrow, I am taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifetime legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family." Uh, so Triple H is going for a fourth bear now. Eh? Probably. <laughs> Hey, speaking of um, speaking of like carny and carnyism and like cults and shit, remember when Stephanie compared compared nine eleven to the steroid trial? Ah, you didn't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, On national television. Two thousand and one is a great year. I tell you. <laughs> oh, absolute fucking fever dream, isn't it? Oh, I love it. We're not, we're not here to talk about that, honestly. Faithful <laughs> <laughs> Select provided an update on the situation, stating around the office there were plenty of people who were caught off guard by the announcement. Members of WWE's PR team were made aware, as were several members of the media that held off on revealing the personal announcement until Stephanie McMahon made it official. I mean, okay. People, Stephanie went a bit telling folks she couldn't give her mouth shut before the announcement. Cool. It's and to weird. be fair, it's a work thing, so of course PR should really know about it. If you're <laughs> head of marketing, I think she is, is she not? Chief brand officer, isn't she? I, it's basically marketing. Let's be realistic. I, yeah. I I just realised they've got the perfect person to replace Stephanie in that job. Adrenaline. And my soul. You read something, my mind. Something, Brandy. No. <laughs> Let's the go. Chief Brandy officer. Stephanie <laughs> oh. oh. will come back. The company will be on fire. They'll have a fucking the Nightmare Family. Uh, the night. What is it? Oh, what was it? The Nightmare Collective back. What's <laughs> <laughs> the off chance she listens to this and goes, "I know you like compared WWE the KKK." But Cody did end racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We do have Cody Luther King and fucking <laughs> in the WWE. I forgot about that. Oh. 
Oh god. Right, right. in for a fucking fever dream. Uh, that's. I would say that's enough, my man. Talk, but there's more. Uh, those, <laughs> those that we spoke to said that while the news was a surprise to many, uh, didn't it didn't come overnight. It had been brewing for quite a while. WWE sources had reiterated to us that it wasn't marital issues. And regardless, uh, Fightful doesn't report on the personal relationships of subjects until they speak on it publicly. Uh, still pumping, Burns. No, no, he's pumping her. Aye, fourth hey, he's, he's got his new heart now, mate. Oh, that... <laughs> No peely wally nightmare. That new heart's got to keep on down. <laughs> Triple H is back working now. Hey, uh, although I to told- play the game, <laughs> he wants to play some games with Stephanie. That's for sure. Uh, although we're told his duties from before his cardiac event to now are categorically different. Brandon Thurston revealed that he'd heard WWE President Nick Khan would be assuming some of Stephanie's work. He's received high marks within the company so far. Last year, much of Stephanie went mad. Yeah. Uh, apparently so. Is uh, that because well, he's like, no, trying to slowly take over? No, exactly. We've got Shane McMahon out of the way. We've got Stephanie out of the way. We've got Hunter out of the way. <laughs> Let's go! Let's just get the old man. Let's just get the old man now. It's fine. Uh, uh, last year, much of Stephanie's team that she worked with directly was dismantled during rounds of office layoffs. Uh, those that we spoke to who worked directly with Stephanie spoke highly of her and said they enjoyed their time there. One said they weren't surprised by her decision but didn't have any reason behind it. It was reiterated to us from WWE sources that Stephanie remains a part of the WWE family and they expect to her <coughs> back eventually. Of course, she's a McMahon. She, they didn't leave. Yeah, I mean, Shane did. He went to China for a bit and then he still came back, didn't he? He, st- he still ended up coming back. And look, look at the Royal Rumble this year. We had to do all that shit. Ah. Nepotism, to be honest. Ah. Just you wait till the fucking um, the Women's Rumble in like 20 days. He wasn't a Royal fucking McMahon with it. McMahon's egos, honestly. And Triple H's daughter wins it. <laughs> That's the right error. Get, as, a, as a last woman standing match with Charlotte Flair and goes after her with a screwdriver like Triple H did to me. Moving on anyway. Um, Dave Meltzer has reportedly um, as reportedly has reported in the Wrestling Observant newsletter that Madcap Moss was written off TV because of a possible gimmick change. There have been p- pitches within the company to change his look and character since he turned babyface, and the idea is currently under consideration, although no plans have been greenlit yet. Cool. I mean, he looks like a foot at the moment. That, that's, looks- that's my word for you. Cool. Hey, yeah, okay. I, I don't know what else you want me to say about that. Let, let's do, let's move do on. Do we actually let's care for Mad Cat Moss being a baby face? No, exactly. No. Let's go. <laughs> do you want to tell us about haircut gator? Yes, this is what I came to speak about. Oh, this looks like peak Aaron Godwin, this. Fightful gave an interesting insight into WWE's haircut policy. Um, it states, if haircuts are outlawed, only outlaws get haircuts. <laughs> 
WWE sent out a list of male talent approved to get haircuts at WWE TV this weekend. The list pretty quickly moved to former talent to inform Fightful of it. We were able to quickly confirm the news. The email indicates that other male talent need to do their grooming before coming to TV on Raw. Uh, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, Dolph Ziggler, Edge, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Miz, Randy Orton, Riddle, Seth Frickin' Rollins, uh, Drew McIntyre, Corbin, The Usos, uh, Kofi Kingston, Madcap Moss, Paul Heyman, Ricochet, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Sheamus and Xavier Woods. We aren't sure what brought upon the list, but an interesting omission is that of is that of theory. Talent we've spoken to say he's often has unique designs done nearly weekly. We've not been told of any limitations of female talent. Uh, and obviously this doesn't mean they can't get haircuts in general. We're sure Omos and Apollo Crews are gutted by the news. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's mad, isn't it? I, I, there's always the story of like, if they want to like get the, the get like a haircut or something, they, uh, they have to get it approved. They have to approve it. If they want a new tattoo, they've got to get it approved. But also, why are Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin on the list of approved people to get their haircuts? Because if they grow their hair out, then they're not bald, which is what they've always been, or what? No, I mean, at TV, because they'll probably just do that anyway, because otherwise they'll think a dipshit. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them, like, they probably do anyway. They probably look after themselves anyway. This is like, oh, everyone with long hair, they can't cut it off. Everyone that's bald, they have to stay bald. They can't have stubbly bits. Um, saying that, do you remember Tommaso Ciampa when he showed up at Valentine's Day Massacre? And it was, looked like he had a bit of a drinking problem. Actually, it looked like he'd been out of the bender the night before till closing time. It looked like Baron Corbin. <laughs> the fucking sad corner. Uh Everyone else is in there, short hair, that they've probably just got to get done in their style constantly. Paul, Zane, Paul Heyman. Sami Zayn doesn't have his haircut. He his looks like a fucking shit. Like, just he doesn't care for it at all. But that, that's what they're saying. Like, he, he's got scruffy, so they want him to stay scruffy. That's his character. Cool, right? Yeah, Heyman's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, Heyman's a weird to be fair, it's signature now that awful do. So it makes sense, but then at least he's not at least not at the ponytail anymore. That that is very true. Coming out the hat, yeah. No thanks. <coughs> yeah. Um right, moving on. Speaking of uh, people who got the haircut this week, Edge got his haircut, didn't he? Um writing in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer said the following as it turns out, even though he did not get ref- recommendations from people in NXT. Parker Boudreaux, aka or Boudreau, aka Harland, have been handpicked by Edge to be the fourth person in Judgment Day. Uh, Ringside News reported it, and um, with and they were told that it was supposed to be a major secret, so it must be true. Um, and that Edge had told very few, and he was one of the few who knew. Uh, they even kept Edge different. made it up. That's why. That's why. Yeah, he they, even kept, they even kept it from Parker Boudreaux, uh, but it is accurate. Uh, the only thing that they were told as to why it didn't happen is that the company found out something about Boudreaux that made the decision based on that. The other reason is because the feeling in NXT that he had stopped improving and he got 
attack of getting hair too much early on. Hmm. I mean, it's always been a thing of that. That's why. You, that's why like you got released. Exactly. That's why he got released. Was the whole? Oh yeah, he's not improving, so we're bidding him off because it's it really is developmental now. If you don't improve, you're out. Yeah, but even then, like they've they've got like the probation period of like ninety days, which is ridiculous because something like it, it's not like you train them for a new job when you can go. Oh yeah, um, uh, it, it it normally would take you like six months to train. It's like something where it's like complete new skill set, isn't it? Yeah. So fuck knows? They're, they're a bunch of carnies. Uh, a final positive one. For yeah, I thought WWE, because I'm sick of talking about McMahon's and I'm sick of it talking about Sasha Banks and Naomi. I've had enough. What about, what about right. to talk about one of your mates? Uh, Xavier Woods announced that Battle of the Brand is back on the Up Up Down Down YouTube channel. Tyler Breeze will return as Xavier Woods' as opponent. He will. Right. That that is one of the only like. When up up down down started, that was I watched them all, and then the only yeah. the only series I actually stuck to is the Battle of the Brands one. So I um I fell off when he started doing like loads of the live streams for it. Ah uh, yeah, doing the watching like, the paper like four hour episodes and yeah, couldn't deal with it. But they did sometimes it was pay per views, but then they'd sometimes do it for like just normal episodes as well. Yeah. A bit hard to kind of like follow, but I am very excited about that. Uh, glad up down down is back, and I hope that Woods has got his next new contract. Yeah, fair. Two contract Woods, the two contract Woods, like two contract Cutler. Um, sh- should we talk about some AW and ROH now? So yeah, uh, Fight for Select have given an update on the MJF AW situation, including debunking a few rumors. Your best mate, Aaron. <laughs> well, my best um, mate MJF known pauper MJF um, <laughs> in a follow up to the MJF AW story uh, we've learned more thus far we've not heard any of the any of out we've not heard of any outright negotiations easy for me to say um, between the two sides we haven't heard of a specific contract being offered to MJF or MJF angling for anything in particular Anything else implying otherwise seems to be conjecture at this point. However, there have been overtures made towards MJF to launch contract talks that MJF hasn't seemed to be out to outright address. There has been no indication of form, indication of formal talks actually happening to this point. Only that MJF continued to be frustrated after the initial heated conversation with Tony Khan. Those that the fight was spoken to say that MJF doesn't typically speak about this interpersonally backstage. That Tony Khan plays a lot of stuff like this close to the vest for obvious reasons. However, one talent indicated that Tony Khan claimed to them that he would obviously be willing to pay MJF comparable to other top stars. Of um, course, he would, because he is a top star. Yeah. I, I, I see. This is the vast difference in two companies here. <laughs> oh my this... God! You're paying someone to be a, a big star. And giving them the big star money while treating them like a big star. Oh my god, how how is that bad? No. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm I'm sure the Vincels will have something to say about that. Um, uh. There, are, anyway, there are plenty of different 
differing opinions within the company on the situation. There were some that we spoke to that believe MJF outperformed his contracts um, and others that believe it sets a bad precedent for the company to rework a deal. It's worth noting that several deals have there have been reworked but have also added time. Uh, they, Fightful have also confirmed the MJF side of things that the effort isn't to gain more money and without an, without an extension because contracts don't work like that. Yeah. Um, anytime they've reached out to AW and gained a response on matters like these, they've been told that AW does not discuss Talon's contracts publicly. And uh, just to, to clear up any misconceptions, there was a rumour that went around Twitter because, you know, Twitter's a fucking reliable place. That mm-hmm. Cody was going to start, like, scouting his boys, like MJF, Ricky Starks, 10. Um I mean, as like, much as much as we're laughing about it, Cody Rhodes will do that. Do you think? He, he, all he'll do, right, is he'll go, look how I'm being treated. I've got a countdown on Raw now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, selling my, they're selling my neck tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the kids with neck tattoos jumping the barriers to see me. <laughs> um, but yeah, to clear up any misconceptions, um, Fightful had not heard of Cody Rhodes reaching out to AW Town to bring them in because that would be contract tampering. Yep. And uh, we have no report of any kind in the works, contrary to online rumours. Yeah, I think cool. Uh, I, I've said this numerous times, WWE had to get it right. They seem to have getting it right, treating Cody like a big star. So that's going to give AEW stars incentive to go over when offered a contract yeah i mean that they're, they're definitely they're definitely um kind of doing stuff to cody every now and again where it's like oh god that's gonna great i mean uh, if you look at his cage match he's fought seth rollins sorry seth freaking rollins only in matches seth well, rollins has been a part of the match every single time he's had like 20 uh, he's matches re- he's wrestled the miz ah fuck the miz on Raw, he's not real. He's wrestling him again on Raw this week because you know rematches. Um, he's not real. And he wrestled, he wrestled Theory this week. Uh, what What is interesting is a lot of these matches that Cody's wrestled outside of like tag matches and the other have ended in a count on sort of the cues. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. One is the Miz, and he's wrestling the Miz again on Raw this week. One's the Miz, one's Theory. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, Versus Seth or Cody and Seth against each other in a tag match. Is that including uh, house shows? including house shows and everything else. But if you include house shows and that, the only other two are Kevin Owens and dark matches. That's it. I think he did wrestle them on TV. Sorry, one one TV, one dark yeah, One dark. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So you're 20 matches, 16 of them have included Seth Rollins. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you wanna do you wanna move on to talk about one of your other friends? Uh, uh, right. On the latest episode of Grilling JR, Jim Ross 
Jim Ross announced that he had signed a contract extension with AEW. Ross noted that the deal was for a year and a half. I don't I don't think I've made this announcement yet. I signed an extension with AEW not too long ago. I appreciate Tony Khan's confidence and his willingness to keep me on the team and contribute. We're not going a long time, but I signed about a year and a half. Something like that. To stay in the position I'm in, I'm really pleased that at 70, I still have a future. At 70, I still love what I do. Anybody that says you're too old, fuck yourself, he said. Um, Ross continued by saying, I want to get to 2024. That's 50 years in the wrestling business. Not a lot of guys can say they were basically in the same job in a fickle. Uh, crazy ass unpredictable business like pro wrestling for 50 years or sports entertainment if you're WWE about it uh, the good lord is looking down and cutting me a break if I get to 50 I'll be the happiest guy in Norman Oklahoma there you go. that's nice uh, it's nice but oh. spoiler we got told before that in Liverpool haha <laughs> jokes on you we did we did <laughs> we did <laughs> Sorry, it was, yeah, yeah, it was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. No, it was Sunday. You weren't there, Jay, but he did. You, you did. said it on Sunday. You, you, you piece of shit. You could have told me that. We could have broke this. Sorry. We could have broke that before it was announced. I'm sorry. I apologise, but... I can't believe you've done this. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice that JR's getting a contract extension. I think he's massively improved since his early days in AEW. <laughs> when he called the AEW Championship the WWF Championship hey, and he judged um, Chris Statlander's body figure don't worry about it <laughs> except every shit about Anna J yeah, yeah that, tr- that too yeah, that, yeah. That's um, <laughs> I mean, he still calls Jungle Boy Jack all the time Jungle Boy Jack Perry yeah. Jungle Jack right, don't worry about it uh, moving on um Anthony Bones of the Acclaim announced on Acclaimed announced on Twitter that he has had knee surgery. Um, there's no timetable for his return. Did he not just get injured last year too? Uh, yeah, he was. He got injured in March and then he came back not too long ago. And I think it's complications from the same injury. Yeah, um, well, that's the same for um, Thingy as well. Um, Darius Martin. That's the one. Hi. Yeah. Well, it's not because he was in a car accident. Oh, well, well but, okay. But he still just come back from injury. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I, I mean. I, 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 I don't, I don't. I was don't, being, don't be so fucking facetious about it. I was just All being right. a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do, do you want to tell us about this one? Is is another person you like? Yeah. Fucking Johnny Game Changer. Let's go. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Told by his proper name. Uh, a report from PW Insider suggests that Johnny Elite's AEW match this week was just a one-off appearance for the time being. I you mean, if it, if, it, if it wasn't, we would have seen the Johnny Elite is all elite. Or Johnny is all elite. We well, would have the, seen it. The funniest part was of that was a, like, come up Johnny Elite on the screen yeah. and like the big pop and I, I think everyone thought it was like Johnny Gargano mm. even the Twitter guy did he posted even Johnny the Gargano. Twitter guy did yeah I've seen that yeah uh, but yeah 
so the, the the fan reaction was like this massive pop, and then he walks out and then he starts just like petering out then quick. <laughs> it's like yeah, bless him. Um, <laughs> also, uh, if he's gonna fucking call spots like on TV, try and not do it when the fucking cameras on him. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm kind of glad about that. I, I wasn't very happy about him being the Joker. I thought it was a bit of a waste. It's cool for a one-off, but... Yeah. I mean, you can't just have a full signing as a Joker when you have, like, six Jokers a year for different when, things. When you're feeding them to Samoa Joe. Yeah, you can't have a big star that you're wanting to push when yeah, they're fighting but- Samoa Joe. It, the other side that uh, that was they brought Damo in for a fucking random match with Sean Spears. I yeah. would have rather seen Damo versus Samoa Joe than Johnny Not, Elite. No offense to Big Damo, but Johnny Elite is a bigger name than Big Damo. He is, but Big it's Damo. Sad would have to been, say that, but yeah, Big Damo would have been a fun little match with Joe, wouldn't it? It would have been, yeah. Little horse fight for the boys. Oh, well. uh, it's happened now. I'll get over it. <laughs> Uh, so Jonathan Gresham uh, was speaking to Fightful this week he um, spoke about his future with Ring of Honor uh, reiterating that ROH is coming back very soon and he's winding down his indie work as a result uh, and he's healthy after sustaining a concussion in April and has learned quite a lot about concussions as a result Um, he's also been pulled from his last impact appearance which makes me think that maybe there's going to be an announcement, double or nothing, about him being Phil Singh. Well, no, he's they've kind of already announced that, but about ROH. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, next up, AEW filed a trademark for Blood Moon Rising to be used as a pay per view slash TV event. Um, spoiler. Um, the, this eclipse overnight um, happened May 15th and 16th this year, so it's already happened, so they're too late. It's what, what are you talking about? Blood Moon. It doesn't happen very often. It's already happened this year. What if it's a debut of Ember Moon? What, for, for a pay-per-view, for a full pay-per-view slash well, TV? No, event? it'll probably be like, you know the way like the like the special TV episodes, battle for the belts and all that shit. Oh yeah, no, spring break and all that. No, no. That was an bash on, in the beach. Beach break. Beach break. Beach break. <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> they're all the same. They're all surfboards. Winter and is beach coming. Balls and sand. Fighter fest. Fighter fest. Yeah, they're all the same. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, Unless you're AEW and you have it in January, which is just weird. But that's a good for you. Fine. fine, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, um, CBS announced the new slate of content. Uh, well, yesterday it was now. And uh, with that came the first trailer for a, new, a show called East New York. In the trailer, Miro is playing Nikolai Dushkin, uh, who can be, and he can be seen in a few shots. Uh, and in his only dialogue, he's asking for a lawyer, potentially hinting at the fact that he will be playing a criminal type character. I mean, he's not going to play a fucking nerd with glasses speaker like this with a wasp on, is he, when he's a big horse boy? Why not? 
could be like Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Twins. Oh. Where he's like the big cost, but he's still smart. Like the Incredible Hulk, me, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. I mean, it, it's it seems like he's probably going to be playing a Russian gangster, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it's even though he's Bulgarian, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, you don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, PW Insider states that Kenny Omega. Omega has been backstage for several weeks and has been working on behind the scenes matters as well as reportedly having a hand in booking matches for AEW women's division. I mean, not gonna lie, was he already no doing that? It, it was, but he's I think it's more because he's like been taking time off because he's been injured. Okay. Uh, Dave Meltzer indicated Kenny is nowhere near ready to return to the ring, but alluded that he may be wrestling in AAA in October this year. At this year's third Triple Mania event against Triple A Mega Champion Vikingo. Um, how can you have three Triple Mania events? It's the 30th anniversary, so they're doing three. And it's Triple Mania, so they're going three. Uh, I mean, uh, better be better than. Better be better than uh, their usual Triple Mania. Too big for just three nights, Aaron. <laughs> Aye, kill. Uh, 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 Should we do? Should we do some uh, double or nothing predictions before we uh, wrap up the AEW portion of the news? As a man who hasn't watched AEW for two or three weeks it. now, this could be fun. Don't worry about it; it'll be fun. So, first off, we'll we'll address the rumored matchups. In fact, no, we'll do that at the end. Uh, so, the main events is AEW World Heavyweight Champion Adam Page defending against CM Punk. CM Punk ain't losing. Yeah. He's winning that world Phil's title. winning that belt, isn't he? Phil's winning that title. Pepsi no, Man's chill. there. No, chill, Phil's winning that belt, so you can do Punk Carter. Pepsi uh, Man's there to show that only cowboys drink Coca-Cola. He's here to show the world. He's here to show the world. Come um, on, bring it on. AW World Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa, is defending against Serena Deeb. Rosa's probably winning that. Yep, I'd agree with you probably on that, Thunder Rosa. Uh, in an Anarchy in the Arena match. What's that? It's basically stadium stampede, right? But not, but it's not, not in a stadium. That, it's in an arena. Well, not a cinematic match as well. Ah, okay. Basically, going to just be like a no hold barred a street fight, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz are taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, which is the team of uh, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, Cool Hand, Angelo Parker. And uh, Jake Hager, uh, I, I think that probably uh, the faces win that. Yeah, team team Moxley. Yeah, um, Wardlow versus MJF. If Wardlow wins, he uh, gets released from his contract by MJF. But if he loses, he can never sign a contract for AEW. Oh, oh, um, oh. Uh, it's gonna have to be Warlow then, isn't it? Yeah, probably isn't it. I think they've put their cell in a corner with that one, but never mind. I think they always would go in too. Yeah. Um, but I think it just adds a little bit, little wrinkle of intrigue. Um, the AW World Tag Team Champions, uh, Jurassic Express, defending against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, I, I think Team Taz. 
Team Taz need it to be honest. I think. Yeah, because they've they picked up some big wins. I think that they're on the right track for like elevating them to like the next mm-hmm. kind of like level yeah. within AEW. Uh, uh, I'll go Jurassic Express. Gonna go Team Taz. Okay. Uh, the TBS Championship: Jade Cargill versus Anna J. Jade Jade Cargill, yeah. Uh, Owen Hart Foundation Cup men's final. Adam Cole versus the winner of Samoa Joe or Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, it's going to be Joe, isn't it? Well, uh, it's been, I think it's going to be Kyle. You think it's going to be Kyle? Yeah, and then Cole's going to win it and it's going to start sowing discontent. Nah, nah, Joe's winning that. Uh, There's a reason why I think it's not going to be Joe, which we'll get to in a bit. Okay. Uh, the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Final. Um, the winner of Britt I mean, Baker. I, I'm picking Adam Cole to win that. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. It, it's got to be Cole. He needs like a big win under his belt, yeah. doesn't he? Uh, the winner of Britt Baker and Tony Storm versus the winner of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. I'll assume it's going to be. I think it's going to be Tony versus Ruby in the final. Yeah, I think, yeah, because Tony Storms just came in. Yeah. And Tony's probably going to win it. Even though she's a cunt, that's fine. Wow. I, you've not met her. I've met I her. Oh, well, she's a cunt anyway. When, when I met her, I didn't realise it was her, so I just completely fucking, like, <laughs> big league there. Yeah. I was, yeah. Too busy tra- I was too busy trying to fucking uh, talk to Session Moth Martina, who was stood with her. Never forget that Tony Storms' card got declined in Texas. Never forget. Don't worry about it. The Hardy Boys versus the Young Bucks. Oh, oh, ooh la la, the Hardys. Yeah, Jeff ain't losing like a big match this soon. Yeah. But Jeff's first match on pay-per-view, come on. Yeah, Um, exactly. Death Triangle versus the House of Black. Uh, Black. uh, Oh, I'd go House of Black too. They're more of the solid team. That need well, pushed. That need pushed anyway. Yeah. And uh, currently, the only match on the buy-in: uh, Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Neeson, Smart Mark Sterling. Hook and Danhausen. Obviously. And then there's a few rumored matches: uh, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal for the ROH TV title. Um, no. Mercedes Martinez defend the ROH Women's title. What? Whoever and, that is, that will be on the buy-in. Yeah. And uh, there's also being heavily teased a well there's a, a couple of things with Sammy Guevara here so there's either a triple threat with Scorpio Sky Sammy Guevara and Kazarian a flat out rematch between Scorpio and Kazarian uh, sorry yeah Scorpio and Kazarian and then Ethan Page and Page Van Zandt versus Sammy and Ty right. um, but who knows I don't I don't really care for it yeah uh, cool yeah uh, and that will involve the TNT title, which Sammy smashed up the other day, which was nice of him. Oh. <laughs> Remember when uh, when they gave Negative One the TNT title? Because it's dad. Yeah, don't worry about that. It's fine. Dad, it? Different time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, shall we go into the rest of the world stuff on the home stretch? Yeah, I can show you the world. <laughs> Uh, Game Changer Wrestling. You ever heard of them? Nah, me neither. And then the GCW World Champion John Moxley will return to the promotion on June 18th for the avidly named You Won't Understand. Um, 
to be fair, I'm probably the biggest follower of GCW on the podcast. So, well, now, did you watch it last night? Ryan didn't either. So, Ryan did. No, he didn't. He went to bed. He He went to bed. You you put on this fucking Discord. He was watching. No, he went to bed because it was the morning. What a lying piece of shit. Yeah, what a lying piece of shit. Um, yeah, and he paid for this week and next week, so I don't need to pay for it and I can watch it. <laughs> nice. Um, yep, John Watson will return. Uh, he's still GCW champ. Hopefully, he stays holding on to the title till September, baby. Well. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, who, uh, they haven't announced the challenge yet, but it's been heavily implied it's going to be Tony Deppin, isn't it? Tony Deppin or has Effie got a match yet? Effie called him out because you know yeah. he wants to just make I, I really want Mox versus Effie to be like at the Liverpool show. Yeah. Just so I can be there next to Ryan. And watch like, him cry. Just just like going in his ear. Effie's about to die here, right? But <laughs> Mox Mox is about to kill your love your love. And just watch Ryan just do like a little tear. <laughs> Little, one one single tear just rolling down his face. I, I cannot wait. As Mark starts biting Effie's head. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, moving on. Uh, well, sticking with John Moxley. Uh, Wrestling Revolver announced the team of the Switchblades, John Moxley and Sammy Callahan, will be facing the Wolves, Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards on July the 9th at Cage of Horrors. And the match was originally set to take place at Tales from the Ring. Uh, on Halloween last year, but got cancelled after Sammy broke his ankle. Oh, um, I mean, they can still just put Eddie Kingston in there or something. That'll cover it. No, no, no. Sammy's fit now. Oh, he's fit now, right? Yeah, no, it was meant to happen Halloween last year and Sammy broke his ankle. Ah, right. I'm with you. Okay, fair. Right. Okay. So they've rearranged it. That's fair. Oh, I'm so glad I've got this one. I'm so glad you got this one. <laughs> Let's go. Um, right. Uh, I've used, spoke about last week what WES is. We have spoke about WES, yeah. Right, that's Troy, fine. Troy was proper like bigging it up to, to himself. Nah, uh, nah. And now we've got, uh, I can't believe it's not five-star wrestling. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all about those international imports, baby. I tell you. This would have, this would have been left out of the UK before the pandemic, pandemic, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, when like there was the boom period again. Yeah. Man, no times change. Um, right. Uh, WES, it's the authors are paying. It's their company. Uh, they're in charge. They've got a full card for the first show. Uh, we'll go from the bottom up. Jonathan Coachman and Matt Raywalt will be commentating. <laughs> they- that- uh, it's it's all right, but mm. Matt Ray well, a good commentator. I, how much he's like this generation's Matt Striker. Yeah, fine commentator. Yep. Um, Wouldn't uh, want to listen to him all the time, but he, if he's there, oh, I like that. if the commentary didn't reek of um, WWE releases, well, wait till you hear the actual card. Um, Dirty Dango versus Levi Valenzuela Jr., which is. What? Fandango versus No Way Jose. <laughs> this better up. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mike Bennett versus Biff Music. <laughs> what? Right. Why is what's probably going to be the best match on the card? On, on the pre-show. pre-show? 
Uh, it's not about match quality. It's about how big you are. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Dean Mutare versus Lindsay Dorado, which is um, Mojo Rawley versus Lindsay Dorado. See, you can play this whole card on 2K19 if you really wanted to. This is literally like <laughs> someone's been playing universe mode and just put it on random. <laughs> um, Women's World Tag Team Championship, Madison uh, Ray. It's Madison Rain, yeah? Madison Rain and Madison Rain and Tenille Dashwood versus Diona Perazzo and Chelsea Green. That, that's like, you know, uh, the Community Creations one. Just yeah. A couple of creator wrestlers that have just been dumped in there. Yeah. Oh, shit. We forgot to sign women. We forgot to put women on the match card. We'll just throw them We forgot to put women in the game. Yeah. Uh, triple threat match. Um, Killer Cross versus Samurai Del Sol versus Jonah, which is... Um, Carrying Cross versus Kalisto versus Bronson Reed. Yeah, there you go. It took a while to get him when he's dead. Hey, I, I tell you what, one of these things is not like the other, is it? Oh, this is ridiculous. World Tag Team Championships. The owners, the Legion of Pain. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not putting two names together. Definitely not. With Paul Ellering, what a surprise, eh? Uh, versus uh, Blake and Macklin, which are... The Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons, but not that, the KKK one. Or Thankfully not with Jackson Riker. <laughs> not, not with abortion things, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, Women's World Championship, Lena Fanene versus CJ Perry. Fuck me. <laughs> You've got Diana Perazzo on that card. You've got Chelsea Green and Tenille Dashwood. And you're putting that over the Rose title. And you're taking the best. Oh, God. Aaron, are you okay, mate? <laughs> they don't see how well that match went for them for like six months. Do you reckon it's going to be a tables match? Do you reckon it'll be a tables match? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Uh, whatever. Uh, and then the main event, two big boys in, for the world title, Adam the Titan Share, that's Braun Strowman, versus Alistair Overeem, that guy uh, who beat Brock Lesnar once, and that's his claim. Of, sorry, he's a former world champ too. But. Yeah, he also, not, not even like, not even like that long ago, like last August, made some really homophobic remarks about wrestling. And <sighs> saying that he and now he's made a bet in a wrestling card for a world championship. Alistair Nobody Wolverine. Doesn't, um, doesn't um wrestling. Uh, uh, does anything come up for to uh does Overeem have a glass chin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, from I don't, I don't. I found it. Alistair Overeem, who once trashed lame, stupid pro wrestling, is now a pro wrestler. <laughs> well, from from one person who the tr- who's tried to reform and become a pro wrestler to another who's tried to reform and remain a pro wrestler. 
Let's talk about Tessa Blanchard. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Good job I'm covering this one, isn't it? <laughs> Fightful gave an update on the Tessa Blanchard uh, WOW situation. If, for those who don't know, uh, WOW is Women of Wrestling. Tessa Blanchard was announced as like the kind of main star uh, and she had a fallen out with them because, of course, she did. Tessa Blanchard. Um, gasp. Um, uh, so, yeah, they said that uh, Tessa is not figured in Wild's plans, although we haven't been t- told officially she's been fired. Fightful first learned about issues between Tessa Blanchard and Wild mid-April, but those we've spoken to indicated they'd witnessed friction as far back as January. Uh, specifically, we were told that Tessa Blanchard was livid that a planned January trial was cancelled by CBS due to COVID, with David McLean getting the finger pointed at him. The trial had been advertised and from from Blanchard's side was said to have been believed they could have done a trial via Zoom or at any isolated school. But the situation wasted a lot of money. Um, for those... But before, before you carry on, so okay. the, the, the trial stopped because of COVID, right? Yeah. But the guy in charge of it got the finger pointed at him because COVID, Jay. Yeah. COVID, you know, you know that global pandemic where everything was shut down for two years. Don't worry about and it. And things um, still aren't back to normal. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, for those asking, AJ Lee was at the tapings and wear commentary. Uh, Tessa Blanchard did not appear in any capacity. Um, COVID. Five, um, we noted last week that when Five Fold inquired with uh, Wild Talent and staff, it would go silent when Tessa Blanchard would mention. After the story was published, multiple reached out and said it was indicated to them there could be a legal recourse between the two sides and were concerned about possibly being involved in that. Um, I mean, it's almost like they shot themselves in the foot and Impact had to do the exact same, like prior to women of wrestling becoming a thing. But, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's almost like they sort of got an inkling she was hard to deal with, but... Tessa Blanchard? No. I digress, eh? Ah. Uh, sources I'm, I'm just some poor boy on a podcast. Who, who am I to say anything? Uh, sources within the company said that WoW was even able to lure back some people that swore they'd never work with Blanchard again, only to see more of the same. And that was in inverted covers. Uh, one said that initially the attitude was chalked up to passion amongst higher-ups. Right, um, right, I, right, hold on. Pa- passion, right? Again, we'll go back to white supremacy and all that, right? Just because well, they're passionate about oh, it... Oh, never go back to that. Just because they're passionate about it doesn't mean it's good or right or true, okay? That's that's a fair point. Right, I, d- <laughs> I don't know why you had to use fucking white supremacy as, like, the fucking measuring stick for that. <laughs> but, you know... You do you, mate. Um, just, just because you're passionate about something, like, see if it's <laughs> shitting in a box and putting it through a letterbox, right? That doesn't mean it's a good thing just because you're passionate about it. Imagine someone who's like, I love doing that. Right, right. right. Imagine I walked out in the street in Dunfermline right now, whacked my willy and went, I was passionate about it. I wouldn't get away with it. It wouldn't be. Nobody would come to their door and go, oh, it's fine. He was passionate when he done it, so it's fine. That's not how it works. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, um, the 
the world project started to kick back into gear in 2021 with a categorically different approach than what we're seeing. Uh, we're told that the original business plan involved contacting globally exposed free agents and offering big money by the project standards to make a visible splash and garner a major television partner. However, part of the plan from the jump was to serve as a Tessa Blanchard rehabilitation program, as there was no interest from WWE, AEW, Impact, or even Ring of Honor at the time to bring her in. <laughs> David McLean had long been a fan and protective of her, going as far to email Wild Talent in January 2020 and ask them to not speak about the Blanchard controversies. However, countless talent associated with Wild spoke to Fightful on the record and in the following months about their issues with Blanchard, including some that have remained or returned. Towards August or September of last year, Fightful was told that the business strategy had shifted huge for well. The focus was put on landing AJ Lee, who met with the company in early September after some of the rejections um, well had received. Several involved didn't think Lee would actually come on board, but it ended up happening following that. But told most of the focus switched to Tessa Blanchard as a primary ring name. AJ Lee is the veteran face of the company. This would supplemented. Um, this would be supplemented with extremely low cost uh, talent that they believed they could train to fit the roles they needed. One source that they spoke to said the things got have gotten so bad between David McLean and Tessa Blanchard because he was consistently on her side for years, even through multiple multiple controversies. Um, after the tapings were told the company why the email went out informing staff that the scheduled early June tapings have been postponed due to a positive COVID test oh my god COVID still exists wow what a Gas. coinky dink um, yeah so basically uh, a hand was there for her to grab for years during all these controversies that she decided to just spit on it basically yeah basically bite the hand yeah. of fees yeah yeah don't ever do it, and that's what's happened there. So now she's stuck. She'll probably get some job in Triple Mania. They did give for Triple A. Yeah. Well, well enough, in the article, this is following up one of the comments that someone had made uh, anonymously was, the only place you're ever going to see her work again is Mexico. Yeah, yeah, literally, where or, other controversial people are working at the moment. Or possibly Puerto Rico or parts of Poland, that other other villains go to villains uh, or buzz saws specifically the kiwi gang bit i think don't don't worry about it <laughs> um if you don't know who we're referencing google the, the villain oh, and the kiwi oh, don't worry about it don't worry about it. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, it's fine don't want to talk about it yeah right speaking of uh speaking of things that rotate do you want to take the next one Oh, oh, woo, do I? Oh, let's go. <laughs> Rick Flair is returning to the ring July 31st. Oh, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer reported that Rick Flair is training to wrestle again with the rumour being that he would team with FTR um, against the Rock and Roll Express and a partner. It's set to take place in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it's not here on the news article. Um Ricky the Dragon Steamboat got asked to do it. He said, nah. <laughs> yeah, he went, nah, don't want to do nah, that. I don't want to do that, no thanks. I I've... don't shit on my legacy like yeah. both have looking at you, Sean Michaels. Yeah, I've I've realised that 
Um, I went out on a high note and I don't want to change that, especially yeah. for some indie company not paying me much, probably. Who's <laughs> putting on? So it's like it's, oh, bankroll. uh, it's uh, actually bankrolled by like Conrad Thompson and Flair who have. They've, they've got they've got some well not flair but Conrad Thompson's got like got a lot of fucking Benjamins on he yeah okay even uh, I I don't want to see Ric Flair in the ring with I'd him. rather we just got FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express with Ric Flair managing them yeah I that would do that would be nice but no mm. and again I just rather wouldn't see Ric Ric Flair um it's kind of ruined Dark Side of the Ring kind of ruined them for me <laughs> you know with the whole. <laughs> The whole place. You say that like it's Dark Side of the Ring's fault that he does. I know, that. yeah. <laughs> like that, we just not the whole stuff that come out about the play Rob Bell. Like, no, no, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. New Japan have announced the dates for the upcoming 2022 G1 Climax. Um, with uh, it's set to return July to August uh, this year. Uh, it will begin on the 16th of July and the fi- with the final set for the 18th of August in Nippon Budokan. Uh, Fightful's also reported that New Japan is uh, currently looking at using a lot more American talent uh, and they've been told that there's a case that there's a logjam of wrestlers based in the United States that have been trying to go over there, including several AEW wrestlers who've never performed in uh, New Japan before. Uh, over the past two years, they've been told that New Japan wasn't to bring anyone in from the US uh, over for a while, including US-based wrestlers that New Japan had actually contracted. Uh, those that have inquired were told to hang tight, in a sense, during a lot of the pandemic, and um, several were assured things would be back to normal soon. As reported, New Japan has been working on getting visas for talent to come back over, and Fightful were told that uh, there are some highly sought-out free agents over the past couple of years that had hoped to come to New Japan. New Japan wasn't in the position to make right. that happen. Get all your shite like Yoshihashi and Gedo and Yano out of there and pet the you stars. That. You know what, right? I'm just going to look at the... Um, Best of the Super Juniors are still shite in there. I hate to say it. They're still... Super Juniors is a stacked, a stacked lineup. But they're I'm still more... shite in there, though. You could have had better people in there easily. Yeah, but what I'm more concerned about, mate, is the fact that literally the only, the only like new, the only new name in Best of the Super Juniors who's doing remotely well at the moment. Granted, they're all they've all only had three matches. The only new names are Ace Austin, Alex Zane, and um, and El Lindeman. Everyone else is kind of like just still like middling about, and obviously that can change, but. The yeah. tops like your Takahashi, your Ishimori, El Fantasmo, El Desperado, people who've just kind of dominated that top and they need to just they need to just take a punt and just change it up. Yeah. Uh, that being said, with a lot of like the American talent that's going to be coming through anyone. Well, they did it with Moxley last year. He went on a winning streak until the end. Mm. So any uh anyone in the G1 that you'd like to see? Uh, I think uh, uh, the heavy favourite for everyone's Brian Danielson. Yeah. I right. think that's a favourite for everyone. Um, well, the, the whole thing last year wasn't it, where is is WWE met with New Japan so Danielson could be at the G1 so they could yeah. keep him around. Um, is there anyone a bit more outlandish that I'd like to see? 
I'd like to see Timothy Thatcher in it. Uh, yeah, hi. I'd... I think he'd have some fucking banging matches. Uh, I don't think there's really anyone I'd really thoroughly enjoy for 10 matches. Mm. I, I think I think it's a f- Adam Cole would be good. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people like Adam Cole that would be really good in it, but there's I mean, no one that... Yeah, when Rob Brody King having a tear in it. Yeah, there's no one that stands out for me. Like I really want to see them specifically in the G1. Yeah. So. I think Jay White's got like a foregone to win it anyway. I mean, you've still got Okada and Tanahashi in there, so... Yeah, but I think I think Jay White's probably going to like... Yeah. No, just not... <laughs> well, you know who it's not? Kota Bushi. Go on, tell us why. <laughs> Been yeah. <laughs> Dave Meltzer reported that Kota Vichy is waiting to be released by New Japan now before he speaks out against them and is concerned about damage in the Japanese wrestling industry. <laughs> so we were talking about this last week where Kota Ibushi made some very serious allegations towards... Oh, oh boy, did he? Um, um, and as a result of that, he kind of like got blacklisted by the whole Japanese wrestling scene um, because he like alluded that there was like Yakuza ties within New Japan. Even though um, everyone definitely knows that there is ties with the Yakuza in don't Japan. Um, but don't, don't, don't even think the word Yakuza. Um, Yakuza. Oh, fuck's sake, they're going to call for you. Hey, Kota Bushi, Yakuza New Japan. Yakuza New Japan. Yakuza New Japan. Oh, well. <laughs> Why are you like this? I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'd like to see Ibushi out of Japan anyway. I want to see him like somewhere else. Yeah, I so do I. Like CNN. Get, get him, get him in fucking super strong style. They've not announced all the fucking competitors for that yet. Yeah. Have him come back and fucking fire fireworks himself like last time he's in progress. Just just not wrestling here, you know. Don't worry about it. Cruiserweights. Um, well, no, it was it was worse than that. Who you wrestled in progress last time, mate. Oh, oh right, okay. I don't, don't worry, worry about, about it. Um anyway, moving on. Uh PWG announced the the card for their next show 19, which will take place on the third of um third of July. And I am very excited for this because this is a banger of a card. Um, we've got Aramis versus Shane Hayes, the former Slapjack. Um, <laughs> starting off well. Um, if I had to add Shane Thorne in my head and you just went with Slapjack. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I, I couldn't remember what his, what his surname was. <laughs> um, Jonah versus Kevin Blackwood. That'll be a fun one, won't it, mate? Yeah, all right. Um, Yuka Sakazaki versus Masha Slamovich. Rest in peace, Yuka Sakazaki. Yep. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham versus Davey Richards. Uh, your idea of hell, that one, innit? Yeah, do they not? They fight all the time. Why do we need to see that again? They haven't wrestled uh, for a while, actually. I don't think. Nah. They've been on the same show. I don't think they've actually wrestled each other for a while. Yeah. Yeah, this is where it gets exciting. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Buddy Matthews. Oh, knee drops and knees to the head constantly. Lots oh, of knees. lots of uh, knees, yes. The PWG World Tag Team Championships, the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King, defending against Aussie Open, Mark Davis and uh, Kyle Fletcher. That'll be yes, Steph. Yeah. 
fun match. And in the main event, this is what I'm really excited for. Daniel Garcia defending the PWG World Championship against Konsuke Takeshita. Is this uh, the guy that was on AEW the past couple of weeks? Yeah, from DDT. Yeah. It was like, he's basically, he, he reminds me a lot of like a cross of a Carter and a Bushi. Yeah. Okay. Like he's got, he's got the finesse of a Carter, but like the aerial bit, ability of Hibushi. Yeah. And he just, his finish is just a stiff knee to the face. It's beautiful. Fair. Um, yeah. That, anything on there in particular you're looking forward to checking out? I, I think the obvious one there is Speedball and Buddy Matthews. As yeah. the one that, for me the, anyway, that's the... To be honest, there's not a bad match on that card. No, there's not. That's really fucking stacked card. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to someone said that like this morning about it. Actually, it's, I think since PWG's like return show, this is probably the strongest like one day card they put out. Yeah. Um, um, as a buying card, but the one that stands out is the Speedball and Buddy one for me anyway, definitely. It's just a shame we're not going to be able to watch it till like November. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you want me to cover the final one? Uh, a bit more my wheelhouse, so I'll, I'll do it. Progress <laughs> Wrestling announced that the Progress World Title is now vacant after the promotion stripped Jonathan Gresham of the title. Gresham was stripped after suffering a DQ loss to Gene Money at Progress Chapter One Three Four. No mountain high enough. Uh, the stipulation was added that Gresham would be stripped of the title if Lycos Jim got involved in the match. Progress later announced that the winner of the Super Strong Style 16 will be crowned the new Progress World Champion. Entrants in the tournament include Gene Money, Robbie X, Aramis, Swerve Strickland, Kid Lycos, Malik, Big Demo, Chris Ridgway, Warren Banks, Ricky Shane Page, one member from close personal friends, whether it be Danny Black, Maverick Matthew, Mayhew, uh, Joe Lando or Callum Newman, and more to be announced. Yeah, and me and Troy will be at that show if anyone wants to come say hello to us. Uh, we'll probably be decked out in our UWP merch at least one day. Yeah. Um, probably the first when all the wrestlers are there so we can do some like networking. Um, there there's some fucking banging matches announced to that card as well already. And, but none of that. Also, I believe there's four. Am I right in saying there's four free slots there because it's 16 man tournaments? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Um, well, there's the one member of close personal friends, which is probably. Yeah, that, I've counted them too. Yeah, if I'm guessing, it's probably going to be Danny Black purely because um, he's kind of got a thing going on with Malik also. Yeah, so uh, still five spaces for that tournament. So. Yeah. Also on there, the WWE Network on, I can't remember what the show was called now. Oh, I Choo Choo Choose You, I believe it was called. Uh, the pro uh, progress show with the main event was Swear Best Karen Noir. The opening match is a fatal four-way between close personal friends and it's absolutely fucking banging. Right yeah. of your, it's actually, Aaron. It's like, it, it's very akin to a GCW scramble match. Yeah. Without Grim Reefer coming in and winning it and everyone being upset. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, out, out of out of the people there, anyone you particularly think might win the tournament? I mean, I'm always gonna be an avid fan of Big Demo uh, and Ricky Shane Page. 
Uh, yeah. The big name there is Swerve Strickland, but I know from you guys going that Gene Money's the probably the favourite, is he not? Um, Gene Money has had the storyline going into it yeah. with like Gresham, um, yeah. where he, he basically he had to beat Jonathan Gresham to earn his way into the tournament. Yeah, and then obviously like now they've done it for that. I, I think it's between Gene Money, Chris Ridgway, and Warren Banks because they're the three kind of progress the, guys. Yeah, they're the three like guys, the progress who are, are at most of the shows. Progress seems to really have like kind of hung the hat on those three, uh, putting them in like sort of like marquee positions. Chris Ridgway has been around for years now. Yeah, and so, he's very good. He's, yeah, like you don't see him in very. High stakes matches these days. Well, I haven't seen him in a long time. He's, in high stakes he's matches. just won um, the Noah Tag Team Championships. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he also, I saw him have a match with uh, with Jonathan Gresham um, in progress in February, which was fucking incredible. Absolutely unreal for the ROH, uh, the ROH Championship. That was real good. But yeah. It should be very good. Me and Tro- once more matches come out next week. Uh, me and Troy, will, or me and you, if it's me and you, or you and Troy, we'll do like a little preview rundown of the uh, of the card and proper predictions. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the news. That's the news, and yeah, thanks everyone listening. If you want to follow us on our social medias um twitter twitch and there's always another one discord at untitled rest pod and facebook youtube and instagram at untitled wrestling podcast uh, i have been aaron this has been jay um that was the news remember even though you're passionate about something don't be a fucking dirty blur or a silly racist Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. (laughs) 